The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, one half of your hosting team. Josh Applebaum continues his vacation, but we have Wes Reynolds in studio with us right now. Wes, how are you? Mike's been a while. Good to be with you, man. It has been a while. We did one show, I can remember. Yes. Uh, I've learned so much from you at this network, whether you know it or not. I'm stalking you, by the way. I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you very much. Well, of course, of course. No, it's a pleasure to have you here, and we got a lot to get to. Obviously, the NBA Finals begin tonight. Uh, we're going to preview that as well as the NHL playoffs. A lot to get to uh, as well, Wes. Lou Finnecaro is going to be on the program to help us out with the NHL playoffs. Perhaps some UFC as well. Major League Baseball. I got one lean, maybe one play uh, that we got to get to, but certainly want to get your thoughts on all things sports betting, Wes. So let's start with the NBA Finals. Uh, Boston and Golden State is finally here. Wait mm-hmm. a minute, it feels like. But I, I know. I never thought we were going to get to this at this standpoint, but we do have game one finally tonight. Right, and I'm glad it's here. I'm glad they had to lay off because of the injury situations. I, I want to see both these two teams uh, come into this uh, final situation fresh, and we get that news because Iguodala practiced with contact uh, for Golden State. So did Gary Payton the second. Uh, and we've seen this line maybe represent that. We see the line tick up now, minus four here at the South Point, two thirty. 13 and a half uh, is the total looking at over minus 110 under minus 110 as well. 
I have not bet the side as of yet. I was kind of leading Golden State. If I do, I'm going to lay money line because Steve Kerr, by the way, in his career, 21 and two in game one straight Mm -hmm. up. Hard to go against that. But a lot of respected money in the market are on the Boston Celtics. And, you know, the Boston Celtics, this reminds me a little bit of the 96 series, Pritch, the uh, Sonics and the Bulls. Okay. If you remember, mm-hmm. the Bulls had all that NBA Finals experience with Michael and Scotty and Kerr and all those guys, Horace Grant. And the uh, Sonics, or excuse me, the Jazz, it was actually the Jazz, 1997, I should say. The Jazz had no finals experience, right. but they did have Stockton and Malone, and that team played together for like four or five years and finally reached, reached the finals. But you have the Boston Celtics now, no finals experience. This team, you know, a couple of the core have been together for a few years, but a lot of young guys they're relying on, Robert Williams and Grant Williams and Derek White and the like. So how are they going to be able to step up against a Golden State team that has, I believe, 123 finals games experience, (laughs) largely with Clay and Steph and Draymond, of course, but... Uh, you know, I do, I do at least lean golden state in game one. I'm not convinced if they're going to win the series. I have not made a series bet. I might do it in play. That's probably how I'm going to attack it. But one thing I do like a little bit tonight is the under at 214. These are, are the two top defensive efficiency teams in the league. Okay. And that's the first time that that has happened since 96. I was getting my years confused. 96 Sonics bulls. Right. They were the top two defensive teams in the league. Now you have the top two defensive efficiency teams here in Golden State and Boston. So this total has gone up. It was 210 and a half on the opener. And now seeing as high as 214, I'm going to be looking at the under tonight. See, I was going to ask you about that because from a correlative standpoint, uh, you get the news about Iguodala, who's a defensive guy. Uh, he adds to that experience, by the way, too, when it comes to final situations. Um, and then you had the news about Gary Payton, uh, too, uh, GP2, perhaps being able to play because they play, they practice with content, uh, contact. So with that notion, I didn't think the line would tick up, but it did because you're talking about Boston, who's highly efficient defensively as well. Uh, and then if you throw those two guys on the court from a defensive mm-hmm. standpoint, uh, that bodes well for the under. I was looking at that this morning. Well, and it just gives you more depth right. on the Golden right. State right. side because we know individually Steph or Jordan Poole or Clay Thompson aren't necessarily good lockdown one-on-one defenders, but mm-hmm. within a team concept with Draymond, especially being the linchpin, they can play very good team defense. And then if you can add Iguodala to that mix, uh, we know GP two has been pretty solid when he's been healthy in the playoffs on defense, kind of been a revelation for this bunch. Uh, so yeah, I do like the under here game one, maybe a little bit tight early on because most of the series that we've seen in the playoffs yeah. though have been like, okay, it starts out, you know, really, really high scoring. And then as you get later in the series the totals have kind of died and they've dipped to the under but I'll be looking at the under for game one tonight okay I was also looking at the money line I mean it's minus one at 65 here on the screen or yeah I think if you're gonna lay Golden State I would I I actually much rather lay the money line I think that's pretty cheap right for a team for a team like this yeah for a team that has been pretty successful in game one and gotten off to very good starts the one thing that does concern you a little bit is that they've been off for eight days Mm -hmm. that's that old rest versus rust theory we actually saw that last night in the Stanley Cup playoffs and I ended up being on the other side I ended up being on the team that didn't have a lot of rest that being the New York Rangers because I just thought okay adrenaline is going to carry these guys through you know they're they're going to be able to at least in the first period to have that intensity but they kept it the whole game and all of a sudden the Tampa Bay Lightning who had had eight days off Mm -hmm. they looked like they were rusty last night now it's not going to be as much uh, you know 
I, I don't think it's going to be as blatant, I guess, because the Celtics have had some rest, mm-hmm. you know, like, like they've had a few days off too, but golden state eight days off. I often think that that works against the team. I talked to Scott Hastings, um, obviously bad boys reputation, uh, certainly won a championship with Detroit Pistons. And uh, he was mentioning to me about the, lack of experience, but then also the hype and the media attention that these young players for the Boston Celtics are going to uh, be surprised with. Uh, not so much the travel. I, you know, I, as a player myself, I can relate to that, but I'm like, I'm thinking for some reason, I think Boston could get through that. Uh, past the layoff because I, I think they needed to get healthy. I think they needed to feel more confident uh, by getting healthy as well. Now, Golden State, uh, the, I, the reason why I was looking at the money line situation too, not only undefeated at home in the playoffs, West uh, minus 165, but I, I went through and I did so much research on game one situations uh, for home court advantages, mm-hmm. right? And I just kept going through year after year after year. And I got to like year 2000 uh, where game one, the home team, prevailed. They won that situation. I think there was about three, maybe four times that the visitor actually came through in game one. So just from that trend alone, it seems like game one favors the home team so much more than it does the visiting team. Right. And and then you have a Boston team that is not used to this situation, mm-hmm. even though they have Tatum, who's a budding superstar, who's right. at least a bare minimum top 10 player in the NBA right now. And you have Jalen Brown. And then you have who I call the adult in the room, Al Horford, okay. who is really a good leader for that bunch. And then, you know, but they still don't have a ton of experience right. in this situation. So is it going to take a game for them to be like, okay, this is what we're in for now. This is what the finals are like because Golden State, they absolutely know what the finals are like. And this is not the dominant Golden State team that we saw in 2015 and 2016, Bridge. A lot of that had to do with Kevin Durant, of Mm -hmm. course. But that was a team back then. They could just rip off like a 22-2 to run just like that. You don't really see that with this Golden State team, but they can still give give you some runs, and I just think that that experience is going to matter long term. Yeah, it will. Absolutely. I love the D. DNA of the Celtics. We'll get into that discussion about the series uh, in a little bit, too, because, uh, you know, game six on the road in Milwaukee, you get that done. Game seven on the road against Miami. Uh, that adds to confidence for a team that might not know anything different. Uh, certainly they don't because they don't have any experience in the NBA Finals. But some player props to look at, uh, Wes. Jason Tatum, with the news of Iguodala perhaps coming back, and then also you throw in GP2, uh, his points prop, 20 and a half, seven and a half rebounds, assist. Jalen Brown's up there at 24 and a half as well. Marcus Smart, uh, 14 and a half points on the Celtics side. Nothing really standing out to me there, but Steph Curry's at 27 and a half. Clay at 20 and a half. Then you got Jordan Poole, 15 and a half. From a player point uh, prop stand, uh, standpoint here, what are you looking at? when it comes to player props for this game. Yeah, one thing that did kind of stand out to me, I mentioned, you know, Golden State doesn't have Kevin Durant, those dominant teams Mm -hmm. they had in 2015, 2016, but they do have Andrew Wiggins, who I think has worked out very nicely for this team. It's almost like Wiggins seems to be like bone, a bonus, like icing on the cake here. But I think that this is just about matchups. You know, the Celtics are going to switch a lot against the Warriors. So, you know, sometimes they're going to have to go small. Celtics are small anyway, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yet Adoka is going to continue to go smaller with these guys. And, you know, you wonder if the back line is really going to get exposed in that regard. Wiggins is a guy that does get the ball a lot off cuts, off a lot of kickouts. So, 
if you're going to leave one of these guys unattended, it's probably going to be Wiggins because you don't want Steph draining threes on you. You don't want Clay Thompson doing it. You don't want Poole doing it. Mm -hmm. So they're going to switch on all these three-point shooters. So that's going to allow Andrew Wiggins to cut in from the baseline and also be open for some threes. If you look, he's averaged, I believe, about seven rebounds a game here in the postseason in fewer minutes than he's probably going to play in this series. So, you know, Wings can cover grounds for rebounds, so I think Wiggins is going to get his fair share of rebounds. I know it seems like Kevin Looney's been getting all the rebounds, really, for Golden State just off hustle, but points and rebounds combined, if you could find that, and I think I saw 22.5 this morning with Andrew Wiggins. That would be a prop I'd be looking for for game one. I think Andrew Wiggins is going to be big in this series. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I mean, Wiggins is the forgotten overall number one pick, I believe, because he got so much star power. Yeah, and uh, the fact with... that the Timberwolves gave him away. You <laughs> know, this has worked out just fine for uh, Joe Lacob and Steve Kerr and sure. the entire organization Absolutely. Out there. But, you know, one thing I was focused on, too, with the Celtics is their ability in the paint, like, uh, against Miami, they dominated the boards in, in a couple of those games, that series too, and, and maybe Miami just didn't put up the effort. Uh, I know Golden State has benefited in their series through the playoffs by being effective in the paint. Uh, do you see that neutralizing at all here? Yeah, I think it's kind of going to be a wash here okay. because Golden State's not that big down there right. either. Kevin Looney, it's like he's listed as a center, but he's not really a yeah. center. Yeah. I mean, he's like six foot nine, but he just gets his rebounds via hustle and whatnot. But the Celtics aren't very big anyway. That's why I laugh when I say, oh, the Celtics <laughs> are going small. Right. Well, they're small to begin with, but but that's essentially what they're going to do. And that's kind of the way of the NBA. You don't have a lot of pure post players right. in this league. You saw Dallas. Dallas uh, was very small in the uh, conference finals. You saw that, uh, you know, uh, again, uh, Boston has been very small in mm-hmm. the conference finals. Miami was not very big. That's just the way of the NBA right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to the game tonight. Uh, initial thoughts right there. Uh, everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted off specials, and much more. Just visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be at least 21 years old and located in Nevada. If you have a problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Come up next on the program. Lufina Carroll, hockey, perhaps UFC as well. That's coming up next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN summer special is here, and for only $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Here's what you're going to get uh, Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on ice through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well. We'll also have you covered with golf, UFC, USA. NFL and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Wes Reynolds in studio with you today, live out here at the South Point in Las Vegas. Also joining the program right now, Lou Finnecarol, VSIN MMA analyst, Point Spread Weekly contributor. Lou, how are you? I'm doing great. Happy to be on with you and Wes this morning, and uh, we can discuss all things uh, that are happening right now. I mean, we got hockey, you oh, got yeah. NBA playoffs, you got uh, a College World Series. It's all in front of us. Absolutely. Uh, and the reason why you need to be a subscriber here at VSIN, because you're, you're, you're locked and loaded when it comes to sports betting for every, every angle and every sport uh, you can imagine right now. So uh, get to vcin.com slash summer. Um, Lou, let's start off with the Rangers 
over the Lightning in game one, 6-2. A lot of people had the opinion that was going to be your conventional hockey game. It goes over. Uh, I, I want to, I guess, chalk it up to the young legs. You mentioned this for the Rangers against the old legs uh, of Tampa Bay. Yes, and, and Mike, in game one, when one team's had more than six days off and it plays a team just off a seven game, the, the team with the rest, it, it's counterintuitive, but the team with the rest always has trouble. So what the Rangers did last night, I think, was fairly predictable. And you could see it even in the price. They were only plus 105, 110 by the time they dropped the rubber. Now, what's going to be important here in this uh, series is the next game because everyone's going to set their watch on the fact that Tampa never loses two games in a row. And I'm here to tell you that that nine days is going to affect them more than just that first game. Yeah, and Lou, uh, we saw that last night. Uh, uh, Russ triumphed over rest, I think, on the Tampa Bay side. And uh, I was with you on the uh, blue shirts last night. But a macro view of the series now. Rangers now up one to nothing. And look, this is a team that could have very easily been eliminated in the first round and probably should have been if Sidney Crosby doesn't have to miss that game six due to concussion protocol. Because I had the Rangers for that series and it looked like, you know, they escaped there. But now 1 0 lead here in the Eastern Conference Finals. Are they a threat to the Lightning or is now is this the time to jump in on the favorite? Wes, it's my belief that uh, Tampa was going to show weary legs and attrition from all the playoff games they played in the last four years against Florida, and I missed. And, and going into this Rangers series, I stayed consistent in that I believe Tampa is spent. And I think the nine days is going to derail them. I believe the young legs of the Rangers is critical, and we know that in seven-game Stanley Cup playoff series, the winner of game two to put a team up 2 nothing goes on to win the series 87% of the time. When the Rangers win game two, you're going to hear the air let out of Tampa. They're going to feel the pressure. They're feeling the pressure going into game two. I, I think that the longer you keep a young team believing in it, the more dangerous they are, and Shesterkin reminds me of Jonathan Quick, and I'm riding New York. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very interesting right now. Uh, we're speaking with Lou Finnecaro, uh, VCN MMA analyst, also Point Spread Weekly contributor. You can follow Lou on Twitter, at GamLou, uh, because, okay, the series prices, we just looked at that right there. Um, uh, Rangers uh, right now, uh, minus 125. You got the Lightning plus 105 right there for the Stanley Cup playoff series prices right now. Updated. Uh, Lou, so as a former football player, certainly I was a one-and-done situation in all those playoff games, right? Uh, but here for a series, I, I guess I broke it down to a game situation. Uh, so the first quarter, uh, when you look at the Rangers, the young legs, and what they did, the precision passing, I mean, that was spectacular to see. Loose pucks all over the place they got after that. But then on the other side, I saw Tampa Bay kind of just laying back. And, okay, I hear the excuses about rust and maybe perhaps the old legs and they might be spent, they might be tired. But could they also be ambushing the Rangers in terms of, okay, now we know what we need to adjust to. We can make those adjustments moving forward. Whereas the Rangers, they're young. They don't know what they need to adjust to because they, they were easy. The game was easy in game one. Totally legit, but I guarantee you Tampa ain't laying in the weeds trying to lose a game to get 
the Rangers to feel okay. something. Uh, clearly, there's no better hockey team in the last five years at adjusting and winning after a game one loss or after a loss than Tampa. And that's going to create a tsunami of favoritism on their side. It's my belief that after three years, that experience means so much, but it isn't going to help them because I think the other team is too young, too fast. They believe too hard and they're playing very hard for a coach that's never won a cup. To me, this headline's already written. And one of the things you might want to do to lose point is wait a little bit if you like the blue shirts because everybody's going to see that trend, right. guys. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky in the Tampa Bay Lightning, 18-0 off a loss in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So you're certainly going to see some lightning money. And it's very similar to what you're seeing in the Western Conference mm-hmm. Finals now that you are seeing over money on that total. Edmonton and Colorado, by the way, 14 goals in game one. That was juiced to the under. 7 minus 135, I think, was the market max that I saw. And guys and Lou, now I'm seeing seven juice to the over minus 140 in any other sport. If we had a 75 cent move, we almost would, you know, auto play and auto step in front of that. I know you always like to say when they sat down, I stood up. Are you going to stand up here, though, and bet the under here Oilers avalanche? Yeah, I I can't do what I mean. I breathe out of water. I can't breathe in water. And so when everybody's left, I'm going right. And really at our friends, DraftKings, they're line seven and a half minus 140 to the under. So be if you want to play the under, you want to consider it. Be patient. And boy, I'd I'd even wait again till before they drop the puck. There's going to be over money. You might be able to get under six and a half or under seven at a really attractive price. And it is my opinion that despite the fact the first string goaltender for the Colorado is out, both these teams understand they got to play a little better deep. Yeah, Pavel uh, Franchot's uh, he's been uh, he's he's got experience in the playoffs. He started a playoff game when the uh, mm-hmm. uh, Darcy took that stick to the yeah, uh, that led to his blurriness, perhaps. Uh, then on the other side too, Lou Smith in Game One, zero uh, and three. We know about that, uh, and then he bounces back. Uh, certainly against Calgary, we saw that as well. I, I mean, I'm not anticipating either one of those guys standing on their heads, but obviously everybody's talked about can both of these teams lock in defensively uh, or are they just going to play to what they want to play, their comfort uh, level or zone, if you will, and and that's the offensive zone in this game. What a great question, Mike, because, I mean, all we've been hearing in headlines and everywhere else is defense, defense, defense. And when they blow the whistle tonight, it's going to be a Chinese fire. I mean, it could easily be, you know, another free for all. Sure. Uh, In this particular instance, I took Edmonton plus a game and a half in the series at the beginning of this series. At the time, it was plus 100. Now, Edmonton plus the game and a half is plus 170. And I think that line does is not indicative of Colorado having a second string goaltender in and Edmonton being a pretty live capable team. With that in mind, knowing my positions, I, I really think that Edmonton plus a goal and a, and, uh, excuse me, plus a game and a half in the series at plus 170. I think this is a tighter series than what people think right now. Lou, uh, got about uh, 90 seconds left here, but uh, College World Series, uh, not starting yet. We're only getting the round of 64 as of uh, Friday, uh, so we're going to have the regionals, then the Supers, then the College World Series. Anybody that you've targeted already, maybe for a futures play on the College World Series in Omaha? 
yes, critical to understand that bracket. So I'm going to try and stay away from Tennessee. With that in mind, two Pac-10 or 12 schools, I'm, that's how old I am. Uh, Oregon State at one end of the uh, bracket, Stanford at the other, both capable teams, both can pitch. Both have been there before, Stanford there last year. Uh, you know, another flyer that you might consider is Virginia. You'll get them at really long odds. That coach used to play at Creighton. He's from Omaha. If they happen to make it to Omaha, they're live. Lou, cannot thank you enough uh, for your time on the program. Uh, we didn't get to UFC, but I want to remind the audience they can get to Bout Business Podcast because you'll break down Bout each and business. every Bout Business Podcast. Yes. I love it. I do love it, Lou. It's outstanding. Uh, and looking forward to that uh, coming up this week. Well, I appreciate the support, guys. Thanks for having me on, and good luck to everybody. Thank good, you, Lou. Thank you, Lou. Good luck to you as well. Um, yeah, so ambush doesn't happen in, in uh, hockey, perhaps. I, yeah. because I, that was just uncharacteristic for Tampa to just stand there. It, just them young kids right. against, the, like Lou said, the old tired legs, and yeah. they kept them worn out and kept them on the ice yes, forever. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Okay, we're going to get to the National Football League. The books uh, with a team this public doing an interesting thing with the uh, win total. It's coming up next right here on Descent, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties. They also come in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Wes Reynolds in studio with you today out here in Las Vegas. And it's a pleasure to have Wes on the program. And I got to publicly thank you, Wes and Brady uh, Cannon from the Long Shots because I've cashed my biggest wagers since I've been with the network. Mm -hmm. And it's been golf listening to the Long Shots. We, we aim to please, Rich. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for the yes. support of the show, and I appreciate you listening to the program. And, uh, look, off to a decent start, a couple of us a day. Mm -hmm. Matt Humans and I, I know, are both on Cameron Young, who is one of the co-leaders right now at the Memorial 500 par. By the way, a four-way tie here. The afternoon groupings are kind of just in the middle of their rounds right now. So Cam Smith, Cameron Young, Luke List, KH Lee, all at 500 par. Will Zalatoris just one back. Four under 68. So a really good field here this week. This is Jack Nicholas's tournament at Muirfield Village in Columbus, mm -hmm. Ohio. So this always gets a good field. Seven of the, I believe seven of the top 10 in the world rankings are here this week. And it's like 13 of the top 18. So a really quality field. I don't know how many are going to play in the RBC Canadian Open next week. We know that there's at least one top player that's <laughs> going to play in the live event over in London uh, as part of that tour, that being Dustin Johnson. So this might be the last chance that you get to see a lot of the top players before we get the U.S. Open in a couple weeks. And then also, I don't know if it's controversy or not, but somebody got disqualified here uh, in this tournament as well. Yeah, Hideki Matsuyama, I believe he was in at three over par. He's mm -hmm. a former winner here, mm -hmm. by the way. I think it was 2014 when he won here. Had a marking on his driver, apparently. This just came across from uh, Daniel Rappaport of Golf Digest. So uh, Matsuyama going to get a DQ for the Memorial. Wow, how about that? Okay, let's get to our preview. Uh, continue our preview of the AFC North. Uh, we did the Ravens, we did the Bengals, uh, we did the Browns. Adam Burke was in studio uh, Monday, 
Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, did a great job. But now we're going to focus here on the Pittsburgh Steelers because I find this very, very interesting. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, a very, very public team. Uh, but yet the books have seven and a half as a win total. The over is minus 120, so there you go. Maybe they make that money that way. But to make the playoffs, yes, plus 300. The no, minus 400. Are you surprised that the books have put out this number here in terms of this public team? And then Mike Tomlin, I guess people are anticipating that regression, perhaps having his first losing season of his career. You know, not particularly, Mike. And that's a very good point that you make about being kind of a public team, simply because as sports betting gets legal in more jurisdictions across the country, one thing that that I think people should know if they don't know already, there are Steeler fans everywhere. Like right. every major city in America, I don't care if you have an NFL team in your town, every single city has a Steelers bar mm-hmm. that gather to watch the games, the Steelers. I think, you know, because you go back to the 70s and whatnot, there were only a few teams on TV all the time. And the Pittsburgh Steelers obviously were one of them, the Steel Curtain back mm-hmm. in the 70s and that run they had with Terry Bradshaw, Chuck Knoll and everybody. But You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is a team that, you know, one side of the ball is really good and one side of the ball is is highly questionable, and that side of the ball that's really good is that defense. And I think, look, they have a championship-level defense, in my opinion. If you look at the talent that they have, uh, you look at Hayward, Mm -hmm. you look at T.J. Watt, uh, they brought in Miles Jack uh, from Jacksonville, and maybe kind of happy to get the j- get get out of jail free card down in Jacksonville, <laughs> doing a lot of losing. So maybe this reinvigorates his career in a new market. And then your secondary is very good, led by Minka Fitzpatrick and the like. I know uh, Stephen Tuitt, uh just retired right. yesterday, but this is a defense I think with a lot of talent. Now, what is going to happen with the offense? Uh, they drafted Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. so obviously they're going to at least give him a try to be the quarterback of the future, but maybe not right now. Mitchell Trubisky comes in as a free agent. And I think maybe Trubisky, maybe we listened a little bit too much of the Chicago media that said, Oh, this guy's just atrocious. He's just terrible. Keep in mind him and Matt Nagy just didn't fit. I I think that's all it was. And and I'm not saying Trubisky is going to be an all pro guy or something, but I think, you know, he deserves at least a second chance Mm -hmm. to be a starter. And I think going to Buffalo and being the backup to Josh Allen and working with Brian Dable, who's now the head coach of the New York giants and working, I think with a better coordinator that could really put him in a position to do different things. You know, maybe, maybe Mitch Trubisky is going to say, you know what? I'm not giving this job. I'm not going into that good night. I'm going to, you know, keep this young kid at bay and you look at the receivers, uh, uh, Claypool and Deontay right. Johnson. They did add Miles Boykin. Mm-hmm. They need some playmakers, and that's what the Steelers have not had. They have not had playmakers, and they had a quarterback that obviously was still very much past his prime that couldn't get the ball down the field. So I tend to think that this Steelers offense is going to be a little bit better this year, but that's a really tough division. It's a very tough division. I mean, Deshaun Watson, we'll find out information eventually about him and how many games he's going to play. But here's why I, I do like the Steelers and their win total to go over. It is minus 120. Yes, to make the playoffs plus 300. They made the playoffs last year with a, you know, Big Ben was not Big Ben. He was one foot out the door, Big Ben. Uh, and they still won nine games. Uh, six and two and one, I believe, at home last year. Uh, but the culture in Pittsburgh uh, is unlike any other culture mm-hmm. I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sat across Bill Cower. I was a free agent, and I sat across the chin. And uh, he talked about the culture. He talked about uh, what it means to be a Steeler. I talked to Chad Brown. I've talked to Deion Figures. I've talked to Joel Steed. I've talked to Charles Johnson. All Colorado Buffs that played for Pittsburgh. 
And they said the culture is just different. Um, and if you look at Pittsburgh, they're the same team uh, with different players. They're still running a 3-4 like they did in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, that offense is still going to run the football with Najee Harris, now bulked up to 244 pounds, by the way. Right. And they're going to feature that running game. And what you mentioned about Trubisky, I think the dynamic was skewed off last year with an older Big Ben not being able to yeah. relate to those young players that yeah, they have and, right and, now. And he just couldn't get the ball. Down he couldn't do that either at all. I right. mean, it was it was like a little five yard pattern, and I, you know, I don't want to say like he was a corpse out there, but it certainly <laughs> seemed like he was. It was like. You know, he's about two years past his expiration mm-hmm. date, I think, and you could honestly tell that. So at least I think there's going to be more of a uh, of a different dynamic with Trubisky and a guy that can obviously run right. and make plays with his legs. And I think that's what the Steelers are going to have to do. Their running game, you know, until last year it got better with Najee, mm-hmm. but their running game was still toward the bottom of the league. But now you have a quarterback that's a threat that now teams have to account for. Obviously, Ben Roethlisberger wasn't doing a lot of scrambling even when he was healthy so uh, or younger, but... Yeah, I think the dynamic is there, and I agree with you a little bit on the over here just because I think the schedule. Because if you look at who they play, they do play the AFC South Mm -hmm. this year. Now they get the two tougher teams in the AFC South, that being Tampa Bay and New Orleans, at home. So, you know, that obviously gives them more of a chance. And then the two bottom teams that are still, I think, very much rebuilding Atlanta and Carolina, those are both on the road. So if you're the Steelers and you're looking at that schedule, you got to think – we got some winnable games because I think it's a little tough early just to have two divisional games on the road mm-hmm. the first three sure. weeks and then have to go to Buffalo, who I think a lot of people see as the Super Bowl favorite, rightfully so, out of the AFC. And then you go to week seven and eight. So the schedule, I, I think, is actually a little bit more front-loaded and a lot more manageable in the back half. Yeah, it really is. And you got to stay healthy, too. And that's always uh, comes into play at some point during the NFL season. Uh, Najee Harris, going back to him real quick, he did have 1,200 yards. Uh, which was incredible for a young uh, rookie running And especially like that. a Steelers team that could not run the that football That offensive at all. line, I know, with a broken-down quarterback, too. Uh, Big Ben did lead uh, the league and comeback uh, game-winning drives. He had to, seven of them, uh, as they went on to nine victories that year. Uh, Trubisky, oh, look, is he a polished quarterback? Uh, I think to be determined. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is surrounded by a lot of young talent. I like the continuity of the culture of the Steelers, too. Uh, Terrell Austin is now the defensive coordinator. He was a secondary uh, coach for a number of years as Butler moves on. But also you bring in Brian Flores, too. Yeah, uh, A little bit of influence on that defense, who gave up 22 points a game last year. If they improve that, Wes, this year. Yeah. That's why I'm looking at going over the win total. Because I think that this is a really good defense. I still think it's one of the better ones in the National Football mm-hmm. League. Uh, new general manager uh, just got announced, uh, uh, I think about a week or two ago, Omar <laughs> Khan, who promote from within, right. like you talked about mm-hmm. with the defensive coordinator, Omar Khan, takes over for Kevin Colbert. So, uh, you know, we shall see uh, what the Steelers are going to be. But I think that this division is pretty darn open because Cincinnati, I think we're all kind of anticipating at least a a little bit of regret regression from being the AFC representative in the Super Bowl. Who knows what's going to happen with the Deshaun Watson situation in Cleveland. And then there's Baltimore who, you know, Lamar Jackson, I think he wants a new deal yeah. and they haven't committed to him yet. So we'll see, even though they drafted very well. And that's what the Ravens always right. do. They always draft. Well, it's like every time you look at their draft, you're like, okay, that's a great draft. And this year was no exception. Yeah, absolutely. Wes, I think that entire division is all about culture. Uh, you mentioned the Ravens. They'll bounce 
bounce back. Uh, the Bengals, we'll see if they can have consistency with their culture. Uh, and Cleveland, they had it and they lost it. <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. see if they get it back again uh, with Deshaun Watson. Off to a shaky start right there. A little bit of news uh, breaking here. NFL uh, center, veteran NFL center, Alex Mack retires from the 49ers or retires from the league after 13 years. So uh, follow that. Uh, that was a big player right there for the 49ers on the offensive line. Okay, coming up next on the program, Best Bets uh, here with Wes Reynolds. That's coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books. New customers can download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA Finals game. If either team hits a three pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted out specials, and more. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code uh, VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three pointer. In any NBA Finals game, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old to wager. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Wes Reynolds in studio here in Las Vegas, live at the South Point uh, Casino. And Wes, you know, we're going to get to best bets. We're going to cover everything, uh, I believe. <laughs> so let's start with the NBA. Uh, game one, I'm, I'm leaning towards taking Golden State on the money line just because, I mean, the spreads are spread, and I get it, it's ticked up to four mm-hmm. now. Uh, just the trend uh, suggests to me that game one, uh, home court advantage, uh, Warriors undefeated at home as well. They're minus 165 uh, on the money line, entertaining the total going under as well. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm on. I like the under here at okay. 214 as well. And as, there's a lot more 213 and a half out there, but shop around, still a couple 214s. Just because, number one, The rust factor, Mm -hmm. I think, for Golden State perhaps could materialize here in the fact that you've had eight days off. And Boston, you know, it's not like it's not like the Rangers last night where they only had like one day in between after they went ahead and clinched and won that game seven down in Carolina, where the adrenaline kind of in that short time frame Mm -hmm. really carried over. Boston, at least, you know, has has had three days off as well. So you might get some rust out of both teams, I think, a a little bit here. And plus the fact that, as I mentioned earlier, You've got the top two defensive efficiency teams in the NBA. Last time that's happened in the finals was 1996. Uh, Michael and the Bulls Mm -hmm. against uh, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, and George Carl Sonics, uh, where you had, you're not going to have lower scoring games like that in the 90s, uh, where the games are like in the 80s, but. I do like the under here at, at 214. I just thought a little bit high here. And I know that kind of bucks the trend that we've seen a little bit from a macro level in these playoffs, Pritch, where it's like, okay, you're going to get the high scoring games right away. And then as you get later in, in the deeper waters in the series, mm-hmm. 
where all of a sudden you're going to get a bunch of unders, but I think you get one right away tonight. You know, it is interesting, too, because Golden State 9-0 and home, nine and 0 at home uh, this postseason, averaging 118 points per game, too. So if there is a regression still, if it's a defensive battle, mm-hmm. uh, looking at that under situation, I, I think it still kind of favors uh, the home team in game one right there. So the money line lean uh, on the Golden State Warriors. Okay, Major League Baseball uh, updating some scores. I don't know what happened to the Angels. Uh, I believe Otani was going too. They're losing six to zero. Yeah, Shohei gave up a couple bombs in the first wow. inning, and it's been all Yankees pretty much ever since. By the way, that is a doubleheader because yep. of the rain out last night. But I believe at last check, it was six to nothing yeah. here. Top of the eighth, uh, Pinstripes leading uh, the first of the doubleheader. But yeah, Shohei uh, gave up a leadoff homer, and I know <laughs> gave up another one in the first inning. So Carpenter got him. Glaber Torres got him. Aaron Judge got him. Uh, been getting everybody. But Yankees, four solo home runs a day. DJ LeMahieu added one in the fifth. So now 6 nothing pinstripes. Yeah, all the fireworks have been from the Yankees. Uh, the uh, Angels offense, no show so far in this no. series out there in New York. Okay, uh, one of the games I was looking at, um, Air- Atlanta is taking on Colorado. Colorado off a crazy doubleheader. West out there at Coors Field. Uh, I was looking at the first five situation on this one. Getting your thoughts uh, on this game as we got Atlanta favorite minus 145. 12 is up to 12 now. I saw uh, 11, 11 and a half earlier. Uh, but the matchup is interesting from a pitching standpoint. Gomber's on the bump uh, for the Rockies. The reason why uh, Ian Anderson's going forward, Braves, the reason why I like a first five situation, Braves come into Coors Field and it's always a change when you get to altitude, mm-hmm. right, at Coors Field. The, the Rockies, they just produce so many runs in this series. They actually won that series against Miami. Uh, and so I, I feel like the Rockies are certainly – they're definitely a more confident team at home. Uh, but a first five situation for the Rockies to perhaps jump out in front of the Braves in this game. What do you think? Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with you, actually. I kind of look at the numbers here, and one of the first things I do when I do baseball every morning is I kind of run the pitcher numbers here. Mm-hmm. I run the ERA, I run the XFIP, and kind of look and see if there's a discrepancy. And there is a little bit for Austin Gomber. Five and a half on the ERA, that's not very good. Right. But the XFIP is only about four, so that's a run and a half. So that shows you maybe there's going to be some positive regression here for, uh, for Gomber, at least from that standpoint. But the Atlanta Braves now sitting at 24 and 27. Uh, the NL East, uh, look, there's still a lot of time to be had mm-hmm. in the baseball season, but all of a sudden you look and the Mets got a 10 and a half game lead <laughs> in the NL East. We know Philadelphia, how disappointing they have been, especially with the bullpen, because they, they can absolutely mash and score a bunch of runs, but they're sitting there 22 and 29. So now if you're losing faith in Philadelphia, are the Braves finally going to make a move? And they have absolutely not. Uh, Ian Anderson on the bump, uh, not to be confused with Jethro Tull, Ian Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> thick as a brick, but the, the Braves have not been uh, what what I think a lot of people thought that they were going to be. I know they lost Freeman, but they brought in Matt Olson. Mm-hmm. So you thought, okay, the Braves will be the Braves, and, and they'll start to turn around, and there's still plenty of time, but I'm not against you necessarily on that Colorado first five. Yeah, Anderson in his last two starts allowed uh, eight earned runs to you, so perhaps uh, the Rockies can continue uh, the offensive um, production. Uh, they found against Miami, mm-hmm. certainly back at home. Okay, best bets here on the program. Wes Reynolds, uh, again, you cover everything, and you're brilliant with everything you do. So where are you going with some of your best bets? Yeah, one I mentioned earlier, I'm going to go ahead and uh, and be the guy that stands up and takes the under, uh, under seven, and I found a, a minus 140, so that makes it plus 120 to the under. It's 110, 115, depending on your market. I know that there's the injury to, come, to Kemper, and Pavel mm-hmm. Francouz is going to be in between the 
pipes. But I think a lot of times when that happens, the defense does step right. up a little bit. Now, you know, I may look like a damn fool after the first period <laughs> when it's three to three, like, you know, like it was in the first game between these guys. But that's a 75 cent move yeah. in one game. If if we were thinking about that in like basketball or football terms where a point equals 10 cents, that's a three and a half to four point move. We would automatically almost auto fade that. So I am going to go with the under here. Also the under in the basketball game. You mentioned a uh, couple of my baseball plays that I am going with. I'm going with Washington and Cincinnati. You've kind of been the top two contenders for the worst record in the national league. I <laughs> believe uh, now the Washington nationals uh, have actually uh, not quite passed the Cincinnati reds, but they're pretty much equal 18 and 34 for the Nationals, 17 and 32 for the Cincinnati reds. It is uh Adon and Ashcraft going right. on the mound tonight. I like the over nine and a half uh, uh, minus one fifteen. Uh, Ashcraft, uh, you know, had a couple decent outings, especially the last time against San Francisco, where he went six and a third and only gave up four hits. But this is a guy that's a pitch to contact guy. He's only got four strikeouts and two starts. Joan Adon has been absolutely a mess this year for the Washington <laughs> Nationals. Six oh eight. They've been a mess. Six oh eight on the ERA, but still five twenty two on the XFIP. I think you're going to get some runs at the uh, what uh, Dave Ross calls the Great American Small Park. Yeah, uh, they're in Cincinnati. So oh, I yeah. like the over there. I also like uh, uh, Alcantara minus a dollar thirty-five. That is the Marlins over the Giants tonight. You know, as last year I cashed a number of tickets uh, overs uh, Cincinnati at home, but that was a different team last year. The way that they started this year, right? I got off that. Yeah, uh, that was so successful. Yeah, for me because, last year. because well, they can't hit, they right. can't pitch. Uh, this Cincinnati team—that—that's my boyhood team, by okay. the way, Bridge. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know, and they're absolutely awful, but. They're about to not be the worst team in Major mm -hmm. League Baseball, at least by a record standpoint. The uh, Washington Nationals are coming. Uh, the Detroit Tigers aren't too far ahead of them either. So, you know, as, as long as I guess we're not last in Cincinnati, that's the only solace we can have with this current ownership. Yeah, absolutely. Did you tune into the match? And if, did you did. Did you have a bet on that one? No, no bets on the okay. match. Uh, uh, I I tuned in a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, just kind of off and on because. The way Patrick Mahomes was putting yesterday, they were comparing him to Jordan Spieth, right. like he was making every putt <laughs> from a few years ago. But uh, I did not bet it. And look, uh, you know, they do it at the Win Golf Club. That is a fabulous course. Mm -hmm. Everybody should go play it. Uh, save your money, by the way, to be able to pay for that round. I digress. But the five fifty. Yeah, yeah. It's it. I it's, think it, the tickets are like two hundred. Yeah, like, you're it's, halfway it's there lot. just buying a ticket to watch the Everything match. is expensive at the Win. <laughs> yes, I'll just we'll just lay that out there right now. If you're coming out here to visit Las Vegas, but you know. They did these matches during the pandemic when we didn't have a lot of like sports television content yeah. and it was good to get us by. But now you wonder if it's kind of wearing out. It's welcome yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I had um, the young guys, the young guns plus 160. That put by Josh Allen mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. that close. Josh Allen, there was a lot of comments on the Twitter machine about his weight. I'm sure he's going to show up to uh, training camp in plenty of Yeah, Brady uh, uh, teased him a lot about his weight. But that was funny. Uh, they get teased by the goat, I guess that's an accomplishment. Yeah, if you I guess you kind of got to take it. Yeah, you got to take it. Wes, cannot thank you enough for your time today. Good to be with you, Mike. Absolutely. Wes Reynolds right here doing a great job, uh, as always, on the network. Coming up next, The Edge right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.